Welcome to Ideas Are Bulletproof, a production of the Press Pause Network. Another day, another dollar. Day 400 of uh, 21 days to flatten the curve officially today. Flatten the curve. <laughs> it's still there. It's still in the back of people's minds. They're still, of all the different diatribes they've had of uh, flatten the curve, then it was save the... No, oh, we can't overwhelm the NHS first of all. Or was, was it save the NHS and then our nurses are getting overwhelmed and the yeah. hospital beds can't you know take it? Yeah, save lives. Save lives, yep. Uh, protect the virus or something. Yep, the vulnerable were there at some point as well. You know, it wasn't, uh, it was a, you're fine, but, you know, protect the vulnerable. Yep. And um, I don't, you know, where are we now? Um, do it. You're, you're doing it for others. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take the vaccine and... Um, Keep looking out for for everyone else who uh, hasn't had the chance to to have their um, gene modifying vaccine yet. Yeah, can't keep up really, can you? Yeah. Someone said, uh, someone said, write down all the all the sound bites that you've had in this so far. I think even people that have been following it would find it quite difficult. We, obviously, we've we've got <laughs> we've got different sound bites that no one really wants to hear. You know, the hospitals are empty. <laughs> the vaccine doesn't work 99.7% survival rate the um, adverse reactions <laughs> oh, sorry 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 adverse sorry. Re- yeah sorry sorry adverse drug reactions and it's sorry. um keep your distance <laughs> yeah keep your distance <laughs> save lives do you know what I, I i that's the one aspect of all of this that i think i can adhere to after all this is done you know they're saying oh even when you've had your vaccine, you're going to have to keep wearing your mask and you're going to have to keep social distancing. I think I could quite happily social distance from a lot of these people for the next several years. I'm I'm like a scorned housewife. <laughs> I just, you know, I'm just standing there doing the washing up and they're coming in in their mask and they're like, you're right. Yep. Yep. I'm fine. Yep. I, do you know, I've not got a problem with social distancing. I've, I've no. not got a problem with it. I was social distancing before it's cool. I'm a I'm a professional of social distancing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's um, it'd be interesting, wouldn't it? It'd be interesting. Do you know what someone uh, when I was at work today? Someone came in, and she went, "Oh, can I take this mask off?" And I went, "Yeah, of course you can." You know, I I don't wear a mask at work anyway. And she went, "Oh, do you know what? I can't wait till this is over and we get to take these off." And I was thinking, "Oh, should should I?" try and <laughs> but you know it's um without shining a a beacon on where i live it's um it's not exactly the the, the pinnacle of culture um so i thought no she's you know she's she's barely here right now one eye was looking at me the other one looking for me so um yeah i just <laughs> thought no i'm gonna i'm gonna leave it i i do you know what i find myself shamefully sometimes Feeling so defeated in the notion of trying to, uh, to to wake these people up that I just go yeah yeah and they go oh, 
have you had your vaccine yet? I go, oh no, haven't haven't been offered, but yeah, looking forward to it. Really, really, <laughs> really looking forward to it. Like I've always, I've always thought an extra arm would do me well in my day to day activities, and I've you know I thought life is too long, so you know lowered life expectancy, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Uh... Can't wait for it. I want to say to see the irony in it or the uh, the, the cloaked cynicism. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, it's it's absolutely crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But propaganda is a is a powerful tool. Yeah, it really is. There's a a rapper um, who's also quite a big truther as well. Does, does good work on Twitter called Zuby. And uh, or Zub, I'm not sure. He's the same. I don't know if you remember when all the um, in this new normal, when all the the male to female transgender athletes were competing in all the the women's sports, and they were just smashing every single record. Um, and there's been uh, there was a weightlifter. I can't remember his her name. Sorry if I've mispronounced her. If she's listening. I'm sure, <laughs> sure she's tuning into the podcast. She's like, it's on, guys, girls. Um, but yeah, she um, she obviously former man uh, went through hormone replacement and then broke all the women's bench press, squat, deadlift in world records. I I want to say it was in Australia, but that that just might be something unrelated. Um, and there was big big. Um, what's it called, big, big an outrage at the fact that this had happened. And I'm like, look, she's, a, and her, you know, this is a six and a half foot, you know, 16, 17 stone woman. And um, she yeah, just, you know, massive jaw, massive arms, big legs, powerful chest. Uh, and she was just smashing for all this. So the, the rapper Zuby went on uh, all social media and um, said, right, I, I identify as a woman now. And uh, he broke all the current women's deadlifting and bench press and squat records on, on camera. Uh, and then was saying to him, look, I identify as a woman. I've, I've identified myself as a woman on all my social media. You know, I'm telling everyone I am a she now. I'm Mrs. Zuby. And, um, but you're not taking me seriously. You know, you're not acknowledging my world records. And, um, but he posted out the other day saying, I, I need to find out who the government is using for its PR campaign. Cause I need them to start, pushing my new album because it's uh they're awesome at it you know the way they've managed to push it push this out has just been sensational wow that's crazy it's mad isn't it and you know it's, it's still it's literally still happening you know every every week you hear of a new uh um trans athlete that's um you know risen to the top and and, and just completely dominated you know and it's, it's never the other way around. Obviously, it's always the uh, the male to female transgenders that are just wiping the floor. And um, obviously, a lot of the, the 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 female athletes, born and bred, that have you know trained so diligently and given so much and sacrificed so much of their life to get to the peak of their gender, that are just getting trounced by people that they you know physiologically just do not have a chance against. You know, it doesn't matter really. There's only a certain degree of training that you can you can do as a five foot eight woman until a six foot six man comes along with a you know much much wider gait much more powerful bone structure that can you know propel himself forward and that's why there is such a such a chasm between male and female sports but uh new world isn't it the new 
new world we're in now. So did they, what's, uh, are women protesting about it? Or? Yeah, yeah. So many athletes have, have um, come out and said, look, we can't, these are men, but we cannot beat them. And um, I think there's been many a, many a, a doctor, a clinician who has come out and said, you know, just because you, you, you essentially take a man and you fill him full of female hormones, he's still a man. You know, he's still, the, the bone structure is still there. The, the added weight is still there. You know, the, 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 there's just, there are physiological differences between men in terms of even with hormones and muscle displacement and bone density and all these different things. And it's something that hormones just can't really, they can't get rid of that. You know, they can feminize a man, but they won't turn a man into a woman. Um, and yeah, there's 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 mass protests. I think I want this might be incorrect. So if you're listening and it have a Google of it, but I I think that it might have been Texas that banned it because they had basically so much um, anger from it going on that they decided to ban it. But that again is it's where it's something that you read and you go, oh okay, you know, that's I'm just going to put that in the the big pile of you know, new normal and mass and transgender athletes and, you know, men can get pregnant now and uh, men can have periods as well now. So that's that's all the thing now, you know, and you can't can't mis- uh, misgender, mispronoun anyone. Um, you don't really, you know, you, you read it and you go, oh, yeah, okay, okay. I mean, you don't acknowledge it um, because it's, it's, it's nonsense. It's patently nonsense. And that's most of the time why it makes the news because... You know these 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 athletes are are that are very clearly men are just absolutely dominating, um, and uh, yeah, it's um, I mean I defy anyone. You know, there's there's some advocates that are coming out and saying, you know, the, the it is fair. It's all fair game essentially. You know, you've got male to female wrestling champions. But I defy to let you, you know you let you let your wife or let your daughter get in there with that. <laughs> that transgender and let them get put in you know um submission holds and all these things and then say that it's it's fair and it's equal and it's you know it's that kind of thing um but yeah you know each people have said why can't you have free categories you know what it, it understandably um people of people that are uh transsexual transgender do, you know deserve their own kind of um, they deserve their own space um, and they deserve to be recognised and identified as, as exactly what they are, the same in regards to males and females, and, you know, they they have their own space in that. So I don't know why they aren't allowed to have their own space in terms of athletics or, or, or anything like that. You know, let there be free categories um, and, and free different specifications to that, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's, you know, there's I'm sure there's going to be a following for that. But it's, you know, it, it almost seems unfair because if you put them in the, the, the strictly male category, they might struggle to compete with some of the, you know, the other men that, that have not gone through the stuff they've gone through, um, hormonally and physiologically. If you put them in the, the female category, oftentimes they dominate. So it's kind of give them that, that, that middle ground where they can stand respective of, of essentially both genders. Um, but I don't know, the, the, the powers that be probably deem that a little bit too... Um, too eat too simple, not not divisive enough. Um, 
you know, is 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 quite. It is. I mean, it's it's quite difficult because, and this again, I'm not an expert on this. So if you are listening and um, I offend you in any way, it's it's definitely not on purpose. No, absolutely not. But it seems that so many of these these big icons for the trans and and indeed the you know the the gay movement as well are coming out and then regular trans and gay people are saying these people do not represent me in the slightest you know th- these people are these kind of caricatures of of what it means and it's uh, they they really don't feel represented they feel somewhat betrayed by these individuals because they're just not they're not again they're not representative and they kind of mock the uh, what it what it is to 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 well to really go through that struggle um i think milo yiannopoulos if you've ever heard of milo who's a um a sort of political commentator professional provocateur um who who has always kind of heavily relied on the fact that he is gay and you know is involving himself in this this feminist pushback has now come out and said oh actually he's not gay after you know 20 years of being gay and, and making his livelihood on gay and um, essentially was always kind of acting it. Um, and, and to be honest, it's people have said, well, we think maybe he's just doing it because he's become somewhat irrelevant in the last couple of years, really. Um, but yeah, again, that's, that, that, that does really, you know, it does really kind of make a mockery of a lot of these, um, a lot of these individuals, which is life's hard enough already without, these icons are, are, are flippant and um, what's the word? Um, superficial and and fake and artificial and very very manufactured. Um, but as I mentioned in previous podcasts, you know I feel the same way about the you know the alpha male, you know the the, the man that's uh, that we're all meant to aspire to. That <laughs> I just it couldn't feel less representative of what a decent man is. Um, but yeah, well, you know, we're told, oh, this is, this is the guy you, you want to be. This is the guy your, you know, your partner wants you to be. And, uh, the, the, the man that your kids deserve. And you think, oh no, it's not, I don't think so somehow, uh, more, uh, more, more cultural stereotypes just to divide and, and, uh, it, you know, essentially conquer. But there you go, man, isn't it? It's all the, uh, that's the name of the game, isn't it? Let's, um, let's give everyone these, uh, these attributes and let's find the, uh, the, the, the things that can really get under each other's skin and the things that really separate us as opposed to the things that bring us together. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. You're digging deep now. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> digging deep. I'm digging deep, man. I'm digging deep. Um, yeah, man, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that's, uh, that's happened this week and I've missed quite a lot of things as well. It's been, it's been a heavy week. Mm. It really has been a heavy week, actually. Um, yeah, really heavy. It's, it's surprising. I, I don't know what the um, what the ramping up is in aid of. I mean, perhaps because we are steadily drawing closer to uh, our liberation in June. Is it from uh, <laughs> <laughs> from this uh, this medical apartheid that we're we're stuck in this this lockdown? But um, Maybe, I mean, maybe that's why. Maybe it's. I read a, a, a glancingly, should I say, read an article earlier that said um, many over forties are skipping the jab. You know, you you skipping instead of uh, declining or refusing. You know, because maybe they'd had the first jab, had that horrible adverse reaction as a couple of friends have, 
a couple of, you know, so we've had people in our immediate families, you know, Chris and I've had people with adverse drug react, serious ones that have either died or had very, very serious side effects that have said, you know what? No, I'm not getting that second one. Not after this. Um, but it's, it's skipping. They're just skipping, Chris. Skipping across a lake like a stone merrily. <laughs> You know, <laughs> trying to trying to avoid la, it. La, 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 exactly. And it's it's insulting in a way because you know so many of these people were 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 such advocates of this that they went and and booked their first vaccine and lined up for it. You know, taking time out of their own routine, and obviously had the vaccine. And it seems alien that they would go for all of that and they would be scared enough, obviously, to have the vaccine and feel it would benefit them. And yet they're going to skip the second one. You know, just just can't can't be bothered anymore. Can't really, you know, other things to do. Um, you know, I know I'm not completely protected without both of these, but uh, yeah, I'm going to skip the second one. You know, of course, the media couldn't really come out and say, well, so many people have had adverse drug reactions and heard the horror stories that they um, are they don't want the second one. You know, but but that would mean mentioning the horror stories, of course. Yeah. There's a lot of people, I think, just I don't blame them for skipping um, with some of the stories that I've hearing of just taking the first one. Yeah, absolutely. And they, they say the second one is the worst one. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the, the, the second one is the one that really, really gets you. Um, I saw her in my town centre the other day. I didn't even mean to see it. I was just um, walking back from gym and there was a... a big vaccine queue probably about 250 people in it and um there was a woman outside older woman um granted in, in a wheelchair and there was two people standing around her with look you know look like pieces of paper like uh you know rolls up or whatever you want to call it magazines and they were just fanning her and she was sitting in a, a um a wheelchair um but they had the entrance one side of the building and the exit the other side of the building. And she was very far to the side of the exit. So she was completely separated from the waiting crowd. And they're fanning her fan. She looked quite, even from a distance, she looked didn't look particularly well. So it does, um, yeah, it does really, really make you wonder. Um, you know, is, is, am I seeing an adverse event sort of here and now? questionable really really questionable but yeah most of the um most of the adverse events have been from the second vaccine and um i mean it's it's it's, it's wildly widely considered uh, i mean i i think the ons and i think the cdc have acknowledged previously as has the vares website themselves the uh, vaccine adverse event reaction um survey uh has acknowledged that really only about 10% of people actually get the get uh, acknowledge an adverse reaction. So if you have had an adverse event, only about 10% will report it. Um and again if you you know most people you know that you can you can tell that for yourself to be absolutely true. I know of the the people I know that have had the vaccine when they felt quite unwell they've even as they've had because they tell you to expect you know you you might feel under the weather, you might feel like you've got kind of a flu um you might feel like your immune system is failing. And sorry, you might feel that you're just, you know, you've got a bit of a cold coming or muscle ache, soreness. People don't report when they feel it. So they don't report all these adverse events. 
Uh, so often, you know, when you have your vaccine, you're having a nurse or a, a, a vaccinator of some clinical background doing the dirty on you. Um, that if you do have a, a negative event, most of the time they're there to kind of steer you into uh, feeling better or getting you medical attention. And again, the, the notion when you're, you know, if you have a jab and you're rushed to hospital, probably one of the last thing on your mind is thinking, oh, do you know what? I must really pop on the VAERS website. Um, register myself and mark that I've had an adverse drug reaction, especially once you get to hospital, and they say, "Oh no, don't worry, it's um, we've seen a couple of these, um, but yeah, take these and you'll start feeling better." It, it doesn't cross the mind to really do that. So, and we're already seeing astronomical numbers, as we know. I mean, Chris went over them a couple of a uh, couple of episodes ago. Um, Shocking, and they were they were big, big numbers, really big numbers. Just one week, <laughs> exactly. Um, and I tell you, an interesting article. I was going to bring it up a little bit in the episode, but while we're on the vaccines and the adverse reactions, um, let's have a look. Where was it? There you go. Um, this was in the Telegraph today. COVID vaccine blood clot victims have to definitively prove over sixty percent disability to receive damages. Isn't that interesting? You know, so if you did get a blood clot, what? yeah, if you did get a blood clot, even one percent of a blood clot is a blood clot. Right? Yeah, well, you'd think so, but apparently it's sixty percent. So, say you got a blood clot in one of your legs, and it damaged the nerves in your legs, and you could no longer effectively use that leg or legs to their full potential because of you know damage to the veins, damage to the nerves, damage to the surrounding tissue. They're gonna give you, <laughs> they're gonna give you an outline of a man on a bit of paper, and they're gonna write. What I need you to do is take this ruler and take this pencil, and I need you to draw a line where the pain kind of stops. And you go, oh, okay, doctor. He goes, oh, I can, I can feel it kind of just below the belt line is where it stops, you know. And uh, they go right. Well, unfortunately, uh, it has to be over sixty percent. So. If you were drawn over the belly button, there would uh, there'd perhaps be some some compensation route we could go down, but um, unfortunately you're now uh, you're now a eunuch and uh, you know in in a wheelchair now because you're you're only only fifty percent disabled, not sixty percent, not the the threshold, um, which is disgusting considering that it's what you know uh, AstraZeneca first of all. Um, and now Johnson and Johnson uh, has been suspended because of the blood clots. So you know it's one, you know, it's one of those things, isn't it? Um, and I tell you the funny thing: I was talking to a chap the other day, a uh, customer who came in. So we would we were just you know back and forthing about it, and um, he said, "Oh, I've had. What, what, how do you feel about these vaccines? You know." And as I said. Sometimes it's it's just not worth the um it's not worth the back and forth really, um, so I literally said to them yeah yeah I'm, I'm fine you know people want to get them it's all fine I haven't had mine yet you know, and he goes oh, I had mine he goes the thing is the thing is, the people that have had these blood clots were people that are already prone to blood clots anyway you know these people are always going to get blood clots. So it's not really that big of a thing that they took the vaccine and then got blood clots because they're just people prone to blood clots. I was thinking, okay, fair enough. But when you say, look, these 
people that died from COVID were always going to die anyway. You know, these people are right at the end of their life. Again, average age in the UK of a COVID death is 82.4 years old when the average life expectancy is around 81 years old. So people with COVID actually live longer, die later than people without it. But the the, the constant has been through all of this. As I said, 82.4 years old, average comorbidities, serious comorbidities, 2.6. So many of these people already have cancer, they already have pneumonia, they've already had severe heart disease, kidney disease, renal failure, uh, diabetes, all these kind of things. Um, and many have said if they didn't die from COVID, they would have died a week later, maybe two weeks later from flu. And that has been the argument the whole time. We are effectively suspending our lives, everyone's lives, who are not at any risk of this, to give people who are sadly, and it is sad, but sadly always going to die because they are at that stage of their life, because their health has reached that that cataclysmic event, that that periphery where there is no coming back from it unfortunately there is no recovering from it um and and we obviously we know that you know many people have had relatives that have you know just started off as a flu or some minor sort of cough and has quickly led to you know to bronchitis or pneumonia and it's um before long they're 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 there and then they're, they're not anymore um but again it's that's that's the that is the great you know coronavirus the covid-19 paradox isn't it you know if they die from uh if they die from the vaccine or or any adverse event uh it's it's not the the vaccine but you know covid is the killer these blood clots were always going to happen and uh there, there you go what a strange strange it's 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 a medical first isn't it really it really is it breaks all the record covid it's the uh, some would call it the transgender athlete of the pathogenic community. Oh wow! It's uh, it just it, it redefines what it is to be a to, to be a deadly pathogen. It just um, it comes in, it you know stirs the place up, mixes it up, and all these people, you know, they've spent their years, their entire histories and careers in viral research, epidemiology, are going, hang on, that's not how viruses work. They go, well, it is now. You know, it is now. We said so many podcasts ago that the uh, the World Economic Horror uh, Horum it is a horror. <laughs> it's a horror. The World Economic Forum and uh, the WHO um, together changed the the what do you call it the 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 description of herd immunity. So herd immunity reads nothing like it did prior to twenty twenty. So now uh, herd immunity cannot be achieved without vaccinations. I think someone needs to tell China. I don't think they've had a vaccine yet. Or Vietnam, I think Thailand. I think they're making them for other countries. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's big business. I mean, it's, why don't we talk about India? Because India was always going to pop up. Yes. I, <laughs> I, yes, I, I think I did touch i saw a couple of things you put in the group i skimmed through i've got some good stuff actually do you know what while we're on the podcast right now i'm gonna send some stuff to you because i don't oh actually i posted it on our group earlier i think it's good let me um so just to kind of update people who might not be familiar with the situation over there um 
they've had a, 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 a mass, what, essentially a, a third wave or what we would expect to be a third wave. And um, it's reeking, according to the media, is reeking absolute catastrophe over there, literally ripping through. I think I read earlier that 155 people are dying every hour, potentially every hour. Um, but they're, they're, they're up, they've, they've, apparently their deaths have soared by into the hundreds of thousands in, in literally the last couple of weeks alone. And uh, it's, it's so interesting. I'm going to have to kind of give you a, I'm going to have to give you a verbal description of this because I can't give you a, uh, I can't let you obviously see it through this particular medium. But um, it's so, so interesting. So there's been loads of stuff um, that's been popping up of exact, uncannily what we saw in uh, China in the early days. You know where people were walking along the street and then they just collapse. They just fall down, you know, dead. And the, the, uh, the bodies in the hazmat suits would turn up, uh, scoop them away. But there were just people falling dead all over the place, you know, people just laying down. Anyway, there's been lots of news footage coming out of, of India of people literally exactly the same thing happening, you know, fainting in the streets. The funny thing is they, they faint on camera, but they always put their hands out before they hit the deck. You know, if anyone's ever seen anyone faint before, they don't put their arms out to save themselves. What are you trying to say, Brad? Oh, well... I'm I'm getting there, you know. I'm not insinuating anything at this point, particularly. But uh, I mean, surely the the honest. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah, you I know? mean, it's it's a it's a it's a country that's that's in in some of the very deepest stages of poverty. And uh, I'm not saying that vast waves of Western money couldn't steer a certain couple of individuals. You know, a couple of rupees in this pocket, a couple in the next. How much money we're we talking? I mean, it's. Uh, it's seemingly infinite, isn't it? I mean, the pool we're pulling from to, uh, to 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 apparently float the NHS and pay furlough for everyone. Where does it end? Where does it actually end? But anyway, so there's news articles everywhere, literally everywhere. The New York Post has got one, um, and there's one image in particular, one piece of footage that's, that's kind of become iconic, become synonymous with the Indian outbreak. And that's a mother in a, in a kind of purple sari. She's collapsed on the floor on her back. And her daughter in this kind of light blue floral top is, is screaming out and crying and, and, and crying around for all the people around her. You know, help, 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 mum's collapsed. And she gets on top of her mum and she starts doing chest compressions on her and a, a policeman comes over and, and you know, they're, they're scooping her up and putting her back of the ambulance. And on the New York Post... Um, it says people are dying in the streets in India as the COVID-19 crisis there worsens. And there's another one here from, uh, who's this article from? Oh, BBC. COVID surge swallowing people in India. Swallowing people in India. Footage shows people dead in the streets. Really, really heart-wrenching stuff. And then, um, well, I've sent them over to Chris. So this might be Chris's first time seeing them, of the, the, the free images. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll let Chris... I've, I've sent Chris three images. The top two are the two headlines I've just mentioned. And then the third one is a, a screenshot, actually, from YouTube. And the video's still up. And the video that is up is 11 months old now. So this was right at the start of uh, 2020. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, so what you'll see in that video, uh, the video is called Gas Leak at LG Plant in India Puts Hundreds in Hospital. And guess who's in the footage, guys? It's not only the mum on the floor on her back in her purple sari. It's not only the daughter doing chest compressions on the mum. And it's not only the same policeman with the same towel there in the same town with everything going on. Um, and I think it's been acknowledged now that the mainstream media is using clips from a gas explosion in uh, early 2020 and saying that the people collapsing on the street and dying on the street is because of COVID and not the deadly gas that happened in the factory. Unreal. I mean, surely they, they would never do something like that. I, do you know, I know. I know, you, you know, we think that. We, we've, it's been, there hasn't been too many examples of that in history, you know, with them just taking completely, uh, completely false images and videos and just saying, oh, this de- you know, this definitely happened. What I want to know... I mean, we know what's going to happen with this. We know what's going to happen, okay? They're going to say, oh, sorry, it was editorial oversight. You know, the same way, you know, when you're sitting there watching uh, Family Fortune during the day, you know, comfortable in March and uh, still on furlough, family around you, and all of a sudden your Family Fortune show cuts to black and uh, a, a black and white reel, a commemorative reel of Prince, uh, Prince Philip's life shows up during your programming, just when you had the, you know, the buzzword, it could have been countdown. You're like, I've got nine letters. I'm ready. I'm ready, John. And Mary goes, go on, John, you have it. We've been trying to get nine letters forever. And then Prince Philip comes up. Um, but they, uh, that was a glitch. And this is this is probably just a glitch too. You know, just an accident that you know, they used, you know, year old footage and just, you know, wove it into, uh, you know, I could understand somewhat if maybe the dates were the same. You know, maybe you had, oh, this is eight, this happened in April you know 2020 and this is april 2021 and it's in the same country and somehow computer folders don't exist and um you know we 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 keep all the news footage we've ever done we keep all the images and all the video files you know we we don't discard them after a certain amount of time because that that was history then um but there you go all uh all folded in um very very interesting stuff that's super interesting i mean 11 months ago that's that's crazy trying to think of what would what would happen 11 months ago um for them to be i don't know did they use a back to the future car or something like that i I don't it had to be doesn't it i mean it's elon musk has probably got one in his arsenal is is you know where does tesla go next apart from time travel it seems the very obvious next step for them oh definitely yeah. or maybe it's joris or matcock <laughs> maybe they've got a van maybe it's like the mystery machine and they're like a scooby-doo oh man don't get me started on elon musk and spacex and the- i love how he poses himself as the uh i'm just a cool billionaire you know what i mean i, I i'm not with them you know i don't i said something that was kind of anti-covid once on twitter so you can trust me i'm Elon, <laughs> yeah, I can't trust anyone called Elon. Like I'm, you know, I'm like no one, you know, one, no one who went to a uh, a public school is called Elon. Yeah, you know. Have you seen his wife? No, she is. Whew, she is. She just looks like a demon. Oh, does she? Yeah, that's all I can say. I've got to have a glimpse she's, now, actually. Well, got to have a nose. She, she looks so demonic. She looks very dark and 
Is she in my another um, Michael Michelle? Michelle? I always make that mistake. Is she another Michelle Obama? Um, I, um, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't have thought that personally. I mean, a discovery that we made now that you're talking about Michelle Obama. A discovery that we made was that um, she wears um, eleven point five. Um, um, <laughs> Size trainers or shoes, Michelle. Yeah, damn. But but I have to give her some credit. That's the US size, and the UK size is ten point five. Do you know what? I I think she could dunk. I'm gonna say it. You think so? I think she could. I literally think if you know someone had a rebound off the backboard, (laughs) she she could slam that in. I want to see. I want to see Michelle Obama do a dunk that shatters the back glass into pieces <laughs> and fire. You know, pyrotechnics go up behind her. Uh, she's on fire. Yeah, and do you know what? Isn't she? She led a. She led a. You know, all the kids are too fat. Thing didn't she in America, where she's like, "Oh, we've got to get our kids healthy." You know, dance with me. You know. <laughs> Uh, you know, ignore my 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 flare. Have you seen that video? You've probably seen it, <laughs> yeah. where she's wearing those white sort of flare trousers on the Ellen show. And uh, I'm not too sure, but she's walking. Yes, yes, <laughs> on the Ellen show. And um, you see Michelle's Michael just pendulum like swinging yep. away. Whether you know, very, I'm not sure what it is, <laughs> but it's got some rhythm. Whatever it is, um, tragic. But I can, you know, getting pictures up of his wife, I can see exactly what you mean. Um, if that was their, if that was their wedding, which it looks like it is, they look very. Oh, and I, I tell you what, looks odd as well. He's got a white collar on, um, with a black square. So it's, it looks like like a, it looks like a religious garment. Usually, they say that that's. Um I saw, I saw it on a program that's related to Rome. Is it? Yeah. That means it's a, in a legion with, with Rome. And she's wearing some... I mean, that's the, there's her dress like she's from Egypt. They love Egypt, these people, don't they? But the, the necklace she's got on in that wedding is... It looks like a big sun, like around her neck, like a choker, but it has the individual rays coming off like the sun. But she's... Yeah, she's not what I would have... Paired up with him, perhaps. nah. She, yeah, it's completely weird. And do you know what the the she's got a very weird bone structure, very weird. Right. I'm I'm not saying she's a dunker. I'm not saying that. <laughs> but she's um, work now. yeah. But there's just something about that. I mean, that's a that that's that's a that's a sharp jaw, man. That's that's a. I'm trying to. I'm trying. Do, do you know what I keep? I'm zooming in on the picture and I'm trying to get her on focus, but she keeps ducking out of it. She doesn't want to be seen. It looks quite a sharp jaw for a woman. Ooh. It's quite yeah. chiseled. I think you're right. I wonder what her name is. Something very dark. Her name isn't Grimes, is it? Yes, that's the one. Grimes. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, there's... Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely something there. There's definitely something there. All these all these celebrities, they love it, don't they? Have you ever seen um while we're while we're kind of doing these uh, transvestigations? 
Have you seen the um, the Olsen twins? If you remember them, yeah, they 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 look messed up now. They look terrible. Yeah, absolutely terrible. And uh, I mean, I was watching, and there was a a doctor who was kind of um, commenting on them, and he's saying that they look very very similar to when sort of you say say uh, males were were taking female hormones um, that perhaps haven't been castrated. Yeah. Um, when the male stops taking female hormones and the, the natural kind of testosterone cycle would kind of reignite to some degree, you see almost a degeneration of the aesthetic. So they kind of, they, they start returning to the, you know, the, the, the heavier jaw, the skull structure, things start kind of looking a little bit off. Um, and they do look oddly like they're kind of morphing more and more into a, a a typically masculine kind of facial structure on there. It's a bit bit weird. Um, strange to think about, isn't it? All that. I mean, we've as I said, we we've kind of touched on it in, in previous episodes about that kind of the the what what would you call it? The I don't even know what what phrase they would have for it, or what phrase to to have, or if you know. It seems that so many of our of our, of our male um, idols. Uh, we're not born male or or, or having uh, it's worth just me super quickly glancing over again because it's um, I don't expect everyone to go back and find the episode but there are hallmark male and female physiological structures such as bone structures that are that, that, that for example male have typically something called the Adonis belt which is from the hips it goes into the groin in a very sort of characteristic shape where women have a completely different bone structure in their hips uh, because they have to bear children so that the two hips are not identical in any way um, and we brought up so you know you look at Justin Bieber he has a female hip he's, he's hip bones are female they are female bones um, he doesn't have that that Adonis belt he does at his body fat as well uh, it would be so so visible. Even you can see you can see it in obese men. It's still very recognisable. It's a it's a, a typically male characteristic um, alignment of again of how our kind of reproductive system is is kind of all wired together. Where females again because they 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 have to bear children. It's a completely different structure, completely different shape. And um, yeah, many of these individuals just do not have their men who have female bone structure or vice versa. Um, yeah, it's been very, uh, it's, it's very strange. I mean, we, we kind of, I, I imagine we've probably concluded that the the idea in this very strange and twisted world that we live in is to have great, great swathes of um, females lusting after other females and great swathes of men unknowingly lusting other, uh, uh, you know, after another man, but they think it's actually, a, a, you know, think it's a, think it's a female but it was a male and uh they've no idea and that is um it's another form of their their you know their lesser magic that they like to pull on us um it's odd isn't it it's uh strange it's strange thing when you really if you, if you dig down into it the the stuff is there and uh we mentioned before that you know when uh joan rivers um was was caught saying that uh michelle obama is actually michael obama you know, and the interviewers were like, what, 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 what? And she was like, oh, everyone knows. Like, everyone knows. 
that Michelle is a man. And you only have to look at Michelle and see, you know, how wide her shoulders are, how big her arms are, you know. She's, she's a big woman, big, big woman. Um, that There's something there, you know, there's definitely something there. She's um, many, many characteristics of a... Of a, of a a uh, male to female transgender because as, as mentioned at the start you know you can change the looks and you can have the jawline shaved down and uh you know you can reduce the muscle mass to to some degree but you can't shrink the bones you can't really shrink the width of a man versus a, a female you can't really change the size of the hands and the size of the feet you know the the, the ratio between the, the 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 leg to you know the, the foot to the hip they're kind of things that you can't structurally change um and you'll tend to to see the only really really successful kind of um male to female transgenders are men that were very very effeminate to begin with you know men that had quite a delicate quite a feminine um quite you know feminine bone structure quite light features not not male heavy dominant features and they're the ones that tend to to be really um really you know they're the ones that are convincing where again most you can't just take any old man chuck him in a wig and go like oh there, there you go you know this is a this is now a woman um as much as uh as much as pronouns would uh would beg to differ there you go though isn't it it's, uh, new new normal new normal new abnormal can't stand that i can't stand it i really can't and it's 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 frustrating it really is that so many people go, oh, I can't wait to go back to normal. I really can't wait. And it's it, it really demonstrates how confident they are in this when you have, again, people like Klaus Schwab saying, we are not going back to normal. You know, um, if any of you have watched that documentary that I mentioned, again, I'll, another plug because it's just that good new normal by the Happen Network on, on BitChute. Um H-A-P-P-E-N, Happen Network. Um, or you can go on the Happen Network's website and it's listed on there as well. Um, at the end of it, they have specifically Klaus Schwab going, many people think that uh, we are going to return to normal after this. And he goes, this this won't happen, this can't happen. And he goes, the idea that it will happen is a, uh, a fiction. And obviously, and he's... Uh, trying to find the words in, in, you know, German speaker into English. He goes, it's, uh, how do you say, um, cut? And it's uh, very definitive, very definitive to say to people, look, we are not going back to normal. This is new normal. This is the new world you live in. Um, but again, people people don't know who Klaus Schwab is. You know, he's the he is the prison guard, but you don't know who he is. He's the... Uh, the man in the suit, and it, obviously by design, you know you, you can't really fight back against someone you don't know even exists, and how unless you're kind of you're waking up already and you're actively and proactively, you're trying to go out and learn these things, and you're looking for the holes, you're looking uh, for for the 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 men behind the masks. You won't hear that name anywhere, you know. I I certainly didn't hear it until. He's been around for, for years, years and years. And I didn't hear his name until 2020, 20, you know, until this all really started kicking off because he kind of openly became such a, a figurehead for it. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it is. Literally just is, isn't it? Did you hear about the Illuminati killer in America? No. This is, this is fresh. This is fresh stuff. Uh, I think it's only happened... 
I mean, we've had so many, so many shootings and so many killings this past week. Um, I feel like there is some kind of ritual in place for, uh, obviously, Derek, Derek Chauvin, the killer of the uh, Freemason George Floyd. Um, he was sentenced guilty this week uh, to, to the murder. And it seems we've had a swathe of just killings of mostly black men and women. Uh, it's almost like they're trying to spark a riot. You know, it's almost like they're trying to spark some kind of... Florida has actually passed the uh, anti-riot bill now for fear of these riots kind of spreading. Um, but yeah, we're seeing a lot of, a lot of shootings. But anyway... A man had a, a van with free, free, free written on it with up-down crosses with the Illuminati pyramid. Um, and he got out of a, a got out of the van with a, a rifle and clad in body armor and started shooting individuals before he was shot by the police. And uh, people have brought up his Facebook page, as has obviously the mainstream media. They're straight on that one. And... Um, yeah, he's been posting on there about the Illuminati taking over and, uh, you know, how he is, uh, how he's really Jesus and uh, Mary is his wife uh, and all this, just just the, the, the rantings and ravings of essentially, you know, if not a crisis actor, at least mental illness. But again, they're full, full coverage on that. And uh, obviously they want to get into people's heads, you know, look, this, if you hear someone talking like this, they, you know, you need to let them know because they, they, they could be another shooter. They could be another terrorist that we have to watch out for. So it's, um, I mean, it's a psyop. Let's let's, let's call it what it is. It's just another psyop uh, to get at the masses and kind of, you know, really try and um, try and if people are, are hearing a little bit too many conspiracy theories recently and they're you know, giving a little bit too much credit, a bit too much credence uh, to what they're hearing and what they're seeing online. Um, this is just a gentle reminder that you can't trust these people. You know, they're they're mentally unstable. Hmm. Psychological operation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, just trying to trying to look for yeah, it's not one. anywhere near as much stuff as it was popping up. Was there a name? Uh, not that I saw. I mean, I was watching the videos of the the standoff. Um, it was covered in. Uh, if anyone listens to the YouTube channel, call for an uprising. Um, he did a video on it today, and it had all the uh, had some footage in it, and it had all the pictures of the van. Um, obviously the media portrayal of the, the, the Facebook page, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, he did a, a really good video on it, about a 15-minute video on it today, and it's worth a watch, uh, a call for an uprising. Very good YouTube channel. Um, and, and often exposing the, the symbolism and the esoteric nature. But, again, he called it exactly what it was, same as what we call it, same as what anyone in this movement would call it. It was, it was just a psyop. It was there to undermine the cause. And that's that's all these things exist for. You know, these these uh anyone knows that the the people that are kind of, you know, the Klaus Swab, the Bill Gates, the Elon Musk, these are just the head of the snake. 
Uh, well, they're not. Sorry, they're not the head of the snake. They're, the the head of the snake is hidden because they're too cowardly to actually expose themselves. They never do that. They just get all these figureheads, all these puppets, to to come out on the world stage and be the the faces of the hatred and the vitriol. But they're, they're again, you would never see the hidden hand. It would always be hidden because that way, even when this whole system collapses, they can still kind of rebuild in the background. But they are, they, they, you know, cowardly, cowardly individuals. And I'm sure in the great realms of the internet somewhere, someone is keeping tabs on this podcast because there are algorithms. So you'll see on YouTube now many, many uh, YouTubers, uh, including A Call for an Uprising, True Stream Media, Scariest Movie Ever, Days of Noah, to mention a few good ones. They are not saying words anymore. So they're not saying COVID-19. They're not saying vaccine. They're not saying great reset, build back better. They're not saying all these kind of things because they know that the algorithm is listening for those words. And at best, at very, very best, they get demonetized. Um, but oftentimes they're, they're not demonetizing anymore. They're sick of getting YouTube strikes because they're uh, apparently spreading misinformation, uh, COVID misinformation. And many channels have been shut down because of that or had so many strikes that they've essentially made secondary strikes. Um, I think we've lost Richie from Boston, if anybody ever followed that YouTube channel. Um, Richie was quite a good source of this. But yeah, we seem to have completely lost Richie from Boston for the time being. Um, so people don't mention these things. And we do here again, uh, you know, vaccines, COVID-19, Freemasons. All these different things that they, you know, and, and again, it might be the case where when you get, when you're of our size, you know, you're not pulling in the, uh, the audience that say a call for an uprising is, you know, 50, 50 to 100,000 subs, thousands and thousands of tens of thousands of listeners. When you're not pulling in that, that kind of audience, you're probably just pulling a little watch list, you know, let's watch these guys and, and make sure that they don't really, uh, don't really get too big. Let's, let's, let's steer people away from them. Um, I'll tell you what is interesting though on uh, on Spotify we are the top search for uh, Ideas of Bulletproof nice which is pretty good because if you just put in the word Ideas of Bulletproof you get about 100 songs you get other podcast channels of old um, you get audio files you get sound clips so if you type that in there are literally hundreds and hundreds of searches for just the words, ideas are bulletproof, and we're right at the top. So I had um, two other people have, have said, oh, yeah, well, you know, we're constantly waking people up. Um, and a couple of people said, oh, your podcast, let me check it, you know, and they type it in, and then, there we are right at the top, you know, not even, a, not even a podcast search. So that's good. So we must be getting outreach because obviously we would fall under the categories of any other thing, all these other people. Definitely. That's nice. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. For everyone. It's, it's, it's making it possible. Yeah, it's good. I mean, and it's such a such an iconic phrase as well, which is really, really heavily associated with the the truth movement. That has so much literature, so much music, so many art pieces, just generally so much media surrounding that phrase. You know, and to think that you could go right well. If I'm looking for the movie, I, you know, it takes me to the Viva Vendetta film where it spawned. If I'm looking for artwork, then these are the top artists for 
you know, the ideas are bulletproof mindset. You know, if we're looking for books or literature that has in these other books. And then when you go, oh, when we're looking for podcasts or, 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 or you know, commentary, this is the top podcast. Um, and again, I'm, I'm certain that based on that and the stuff that we talk about, that we are on some kind of naughty list saying let's you know let's keep an eye on these guys um but as we said before you know we we are all financially independent from this so we don't have you know if this was ever shut down we would link to our new podcast ideas are even more bulletproof <laughs> to uh part of the press pause network you know we'll, we'll press play on that one and then uh we'll just we'll just keep going you know we we are essentially um Un- unstoppable in that way you know they can't they can't shut us down and go oh no that's that's how and it, that's that is the great evil isn't it really all these people that are financially invested and it becomes their entire livelihood and their working life so if they get threatened to be shut down they cannot exist without it so they're told look we could shut you down or you could stop talking about vaccines you know what what would you want stop uh stop mentioning the freemasons you know you don't have to bring them up and um, obviously that's why so many gatekeepers, you know, you've got the Joe Rogans and the Alex Jones and some of these people, they don't really want to talk about Freemasons. They want to talk about, you know, the deep state and they want to talk about, you know, Donald Trump or Joe Biden and these figureheads as the, the head of the snake. But they're, they're not the head of the snake. They're just given their power by the, the people behind the scenes that need, need puppets, need uh, publicly facing puppets. Hmm. Hmm. Not that I, not, again. Not that if Bill Gates was walking past and you know I had a pie in my hand, I wouldn't feel that the you know the the the, the pie would not be a good use wrapped around his head. Not to say that. Not to say that I wouldn't lash out in a, in a swathe of mixed berries and short crust pastry because it's that, that's too good of an opportunity to really to really take, isn't it? I don't think one pie is enough. I think three pies is... I think so. I think we need two two from the front to get both sides. You know, a pie in each eye and then one from the back that just kind of pushes the head into the pie. You know, <laughs> if he can, can, can make it so I have to have, you know, cotton swabs pushed up my nose and I want to push, you know, strawberries and, and some kind of berry compote up to the back of his. That seems a very minimum. Maybe... <laughs> You know, uh, but that should, that should that should definitely happen. Even though, uh, if if I've said this so many times, but if there was ever a uh, a gallows set up in in the real new world, the real golden age when we get through this and we return to life as it always should be lived, and they have these these individuals, I wouldn't call them men, uh, answer for their crimes on their knees. And like a like a great second Nuremberg, one after the other, just string them up at his gallows. I, I think I could go and watch. I think I could do that. I think I could suspend my um, moral compass, as it were, to uh, to see these great bastions of misery uh, put down. But there you go. Something to look forward to. Definitely something to look forward to, especially if you're unvaccinated. You know you're. Uh, your days of uh, going into a cinema are, uh, are probably over. So there's, there's one show that we get to look forward to. Just buy a bigger screen at home. Exactly, isn't it? 
popcorn's cheaper and in a local <laughs> Tesco's or Sainsbury's. It, 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 tell you what, it makes you laugh that you know people are so outraged that, that it seems the biggest driving factor in this country, in the UK at least, has been we need to get the pubs open. We, we need to get these pubs back open, and and everything's about the pubs. But people don't realise that you could you've been able to drink at home forever. You can always drink at home. It's, it was never about the alcohol. It's about seeing everyone. It's about being with your friends. It's about the laugh and the interactions. And that's what we are should be fighting for. You know, the, the only difference is you feel that it could only take place adequately in that space. But you're not talking about all the people that meet up and, you know, the people that meet up and play music, the people that meet up and play sport, the people that go to gym together, that, that do all these different things together. You know, the, the highlight has been, oh, we need to get the pubs back open again. Um and it's, it's sad, isn't it? It's, it's kind of people going, look, we if we get the pubs open, we can at least sedate ourselves under alcohol. You know, we can we can bury our sadness and bury all that's going on in alcohol and just pretend it isn't happening. When really we we should be going the other way and just going, no, this isn't this isn't happening. What um what about the protests at the weekend as well? Um, how much coverage was there? None. Next to that, well, apparently a few hundred protesters turned up. Just just a couple of hundred protesters, maybe maybe a thousand in some places. If 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 they're going to be generous, only a couple of thousand. Oh, okay. That's, that's not why I heard. No, which is odd because to me, it, you know, from all the footage I've looked at, it looks like an awful lot of people. Um, really, really does. Looks at you know several several thousand people. Um, there's a, an article in the Daily Expose, which is an awesome website and always, always covering the stuff that you don't really hear too much of. And it really, in my mindset, it's a news page or a news site for news that you actually care about. You know, the stuff when you, if you wanted to get up every morning and read the news and and find out what's going on in the world, it's an awesome place for that. Um, but they said. Uh, the silence from BBC, ITV and Sky News is deafening after one million people marched for your freedom on April 24th. And you know what? I've heard people on the uh, on the ground uh, making estimates anywhere between half a million to up, again, up to a million people. Um, but there are political commentators. There's one on, on Twitter. I can't remember his name. Not worth remembering who said there was only uh, there was about 3000 people there and any other reports suggesting otherwise are completely exaggerated wow yeah only 3000 people but again i watched uh, someone went to the very front of the march turned round and and recorded the people walking past them uh, and they put it on time lapse so it was you know maybe 10 times the speed of a usual video and they were filming for at least 5 minutes and there were thousands of people pouring through by the second on this video. You know, we're talking, you know, as I said, thousands of people a second, and we're talking this on for a full five minutes before you started seeing the, the very stragglers of this. And you can see the aerial shots from the, from the protests being, um, will, will definitively prove there was a lot more than 3,000 people there, you know. But again, the the, the media doesn't want to talk. And, and something that, that actually bears even more mention than just that. You had hundreds of thousands of people, up to a million people, 
and they marched 10 miles through London. 10 miles, and there were two arrests. I mean, the, chan- the, the statistical number of people who got arrested that day is statistically lower than your chances of dying from COVID, which were already astronomically low to the point of almost statistical insignificance. But isn't it funny? Um, when you have Black Lives Matter and, and, and you know dozens or even sometimes hundreds of them get arrested, when you have Antifa, when you have all these different marches where people get uh, arrested en masse, it's always like, oh, it was a it was a peaceful protest. It was a peaceful protest, you know. The, yeah, people got arrested, but it was peaceful. Well, we only had two, and the media still used images of a policeman with a bloodied face, you know, being being carried off. I don't know if um, there was a video. There's videos circulating on YouTube and on social media of after the protest, everyone was sitting around in parks you know, playing guitars, singing, sitting down on the grass, doing absolutely, and again, 10 miles of marching across a full day, you know, five or six hours and two people arrested. So the the notion that these people then went and sat and joined in communal engagement, you know, being able to sit and socialise with people who think the same way you do and have some kind of reprieve and respite from all of this, this alienation, and you see someone having a, you know, speaking on a microphone and people, you know, standing around listening and the police coming, uh, truncheons up and they walk in and they push their way through the crowd and they go straight for the person with the microphone. And literally all the audience around them stand up and without, uh, without raising fists, without striking, without doing anything, they form like a body barrier around these people. But the police, again, truncheons out, hitting people, pushing people, exaggerate, you know, all this kind of stuff. And the media were there. And again, there's another there's another piece of footage from the same day where, guess who, who turns up? A guy in a black hat, black hard hat, with a black hoodie on, with a black face mask on, black gloves, black boots. Sounds very, very similar to old George Soros's Antifa who turn up in the same uniform at every single protest. There's a, there is a wall of people that are just standing between the police and the, um, the, the person they're trying to get, the speaker. And say there's about 10 foot between the police, because they backed up. There's 10 foot between the police and the protesters, standing arms interlinked just to stop the person taking. This person comes out all dressed in black, walks the 10 feet over to the police standing with their truncheons and starts pushing them. And the police don't hit him. You know, they raise their batons and, you know, get back, get back, get back. And he's just pushing them, swinging at them, swinging punches at them. And one of the female protesters comes out and grabs him and says, you know, what are you doing? And pushes him back and gets in his way. And it's literally because, again, this isn't, this was someone who was there to be a provocateur, as Antifa always are. They go to these protests, they get the police to fight, they get the police to rush in, or they try and encourage other people to, well, they try to encourage them to violence. That's what they were there for. And that was this, it was so obvious this was this person's intention. I'm going to start a fight between the police and the protesters. And the best thing is, again, none of the protesters wanted anything to do with fighting the police. 
And it seemed that, that, that after backing off and the police realizing, hey, they're not gonna, they're not gonna break this up. They're not gonna fight through this wall of people. The police had less intention of trying to break through anyway. They realized that it was futile. They weren't getting through. You know, there were a couple thousand protesters and probably about fifty to sixty police officers. It wasn't happening. And someone still wants to instigate a fight. And again, the uh, the the media caught the 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 only policeman who had a, a sort of bloodied face, and that's that's the face that went over there. You know, the the conspiracy theorists again, the violent conspiracy theories. You know, they didn't talk about the rest this time because again, they can't say oh two arrests. That, well, that's not a good enough number, and it's not anywhere near thirty three either. Um, so they just said oh violent conspiracy theories, anti maskers, anti vaxxers you know, storm through London, spreading the uh, spreading the virus. Makes you laugh, doesn't it? Really, really makes you laugh. But, you know, fair play to absolutely everyone that was there. Um, absolutely fair play. Um, as mentioned in previous protests, um, myself and my, my partner went and we got caught in the kettle on Oxford Street and were arrested. Uh, and given what they call an RUI, which is a released under investigation, now, as um, as far as I'm uh, aware, so my partner, she got a, a fine come through, a £100 fine, and if not paid in so many days, would go. And again, she's with my partner, she's not, um, she's not one for confrontation. And in her profession as a nurse, really didn't want this coming back and kind of biting at her. So she said, look, I'm just going to pay the fine because it goes away then. And uh, again, who am I to, to say, no, let's let's go through the courts with this, you know, Let's go through the courts and say, oh, we, uh, officer, you know, back in the time when the lockdown was extremely uh, extremely strict, we accidentally got on a train all the way up to uh, central London and uh, just managed to find our way to that. I said it wasn't something that could really be defended, despite the fact that no uh, no fine has been upheld in court. It just wasn't worth it for the, uh, for the contextually small outlay. But the, the downside with the RUI is that if you are caught in the same manner again, that you can then be formally charged and uh, the fines get a lot, lot heavier. So hers was dealt and paid with. Mine, I had heard nothing from it, not a single thing about it. So I'd not been communicated with. I've had no letters come through. I've literally had no communication from the Met Police saying um, your RUI is now over because the RUI is meant to be released under investigation. What they do is they go back, they look at, apparently, look at body cams and they, they you know, if they take witness statements and say, oh, I saw a person, in a, you know, in a black uh, black hat with a, this sort of mask on, you know, punching a police officer or smashing a store open. They've got you on the RUI so they can say, oh, we've um, we've investigated and we've had this report that, someone matching your description was, you know, was selling fires or attacking police or doing this. And then you can come back in and be formally charged. But what it's been, what notice is, the police are using these RUIs on protesters to effectively scare them into not going back to protests. So, uh, and effectively, for the last, for the past sort of six months or so, I've been very diligently kind of sitting, waiting for my RUI to be concluded, for them to come back to me and say, oh, no further action because you were clearly not there causing any damage that night and absolutely wasn't. And that hasn't happened. Um, and the, 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 the point of my uh, patience now, 
to not get back in the trenches with the rest of my brothers and sisters and, and fight back against this is waning. So I think the next big protest is going to be one that I think I'll have to attend um, and, and, and come what may, um, because it's, it's, uh, it's the place to be. It's definitely the place to be. And the police are so heavy-handed, so, so heavy-handed back in the day, are quickly losing grasp of this to the extent now where they're, they're trying to be heavy still on certain occasions, normally when there's a smaller group and uh, the, the main kind of festivities have expired. But during the big events, they can do nothing more anymore due to the sheer numbers than walk alongside ineffectual, redundant and castrated and effectively just try and pick off the odd person at the very back if they can do so. Um, we have reached this level of, of safety in numbers now where we no have we, we no longer have to really worry about the police's uh we have to worry about our own encapturement and the, the fact that it could be detrimental to our to our lives and, and, and we've reached those numbers. And that's fantastic because again protesting is, is, is scary. It is scary in the in the notion that we're all still part of this beast system. So again, if you go to a protest and you get arrested and you can't come into work the next day because you've been arrested, uh, it's very difficult to, again, the police let you normally have one phone call, but most protests go into the night. So again, if you're protesting at night, you can't really call your workplace and go, oh, I'm, you know, I know it's still 10 hours till I'm due in, but I'm actually feeling quite ill and I'm not going to come in tomorrow and ignore the fact, you know, I'm calling from Central London Police Station. Uh, and it would take a very, very... Um, benevolent employer to say you got yourself arrested by doing something illegal i'm gonna let you off tomorrow don't worry there won't be any further action of this so we are we're trapped in this b system and unfortunately uh, unlike the ones above us we have to survive and and manage in it uh, and again for a lot of people it's very very difficult um to you know to, to be there they want to be there they want to uh they want to fight against this and they want to push back but at the same time they have children to feed they have rent to pay and losing a job right now is the very, very worst time for this kind of thing to happen. So, But again, we, as, as mentioned, we're reaching those levels of numbers now where the risk to us as individuals has never, ever been lower, has never been lower. And you, we have more strength, and this is, a, this is a great time to consider it. And I'm sure with the success of the April 24th, and again, I salute and commend every single soul that was there. You guys are the just the absolute heroes really really the heroes of this because although the risk is lower now there is still a risk and you people have said you know i know there's a risk i acknowledge there's a risk but i'm doing this anyway and as i said going forwards um in the the face of that sacrifice it's something that i want to get back into and i want to be back shoulder to shoulder with every one of you and and and, and risk that with you and live that with you because Again, I, I, I've done my time here. I've done my time of going, oh, well, what if they, what, you know, what if I go to the next one and they grab me again and then it's a, you know, it's a big fine, it's a criminal record, it's locked in, all that, you know. It, it, it's the time to pushing back is mounting up now. It's really, really mounting up and we've, we've got a, a, a best chance now than we've ever had. The, 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 and it's worldwide as well. This is the thing. Well, they're not only under-reporting in this country, they're under-reporting in every country. Mm -hmm. And uh, Oracle Films 
have done a big documentary that you can literally go on the website now um, and called the the kickback. I think it's the kiss the kickback. It might be the pushback. I think it's the kickback. I'm going to say the kickback. But anyway, we watched that the other night, and it showed you. Uh, a couple of months ago when there was a big worldwide protest, much smaller than the one we saw this week on the 24th of April. And it showed you in every city in the country, you know, Australia, America, Canada, Spain, showed you all of these countries, Italy, showed you all of these people coming together at once and the force and the power, um, all the music, all the fight back, everything like that. And it was also interwoven with a lot of information about the vaccine, a lot of information about, uh, you know, the World Economic Forum, about Klaus Schwab, about Bill Gates, generally really really good documentary to watch and really inspiring because you see how the numbers are just exploding really really exploding so yeah give that a watch give that a watch because that will definitely put the fire in you if you've if you've had it and lost it or you just haven't managed to get yourself to that place yet um activism is is something that you can do that is effective you know, and they want they want to scare you into staying home, but don't you know? Definitely don't let that happen. There's 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 power there, and the power is really really rising. We've got some big names behind us now, so it's 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 good it's good 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 time to get involved. Um, and I'll see you there. I'll definitely, we'll definitely see you there. Me and Chris will be there with our ideas of bulletproof podcast shirts. We should repping. do the, the podcast live. We should do that. T- what a fantastic idea! That's an awesome idea. We'll have to do a phone-in one with uh, get get the sound guy set up, tech guy, who's not affiliated with this in any way. <laughs> he has nothing to do with this. He doesn't agree with protesting, and uh, he would definitely, definitely get his vaccines. I'm certain of that. Don't don't come down and hold on him. He's definitely social distanced. Yeah, well. he's miles away from us. You know, I can't even really see him, let alone hearing him chuckling in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting, is it? Um, some new stuff. You know, we mentioned India earlier. I found this. This was actually a, a, a picture of a newspaper that's circulating right now. Because um, I've, been, I've been telling a friend in work about this this week. Um, and he said, oh, well, you know, I don't normally get down with this conspiracy stuff. I'm not normally one of those people. But um, after, a, after a mysterious customer complained about him not wearing his mask or putting it down for a couple of minutes to get some air when there was no one within 20 feet of us, let alone six feet, he, he, he broke down to me the other day and said, you know what, I'm fed up of all of this. I, I'm so fed up of all I'm so done with all of this, which is ironically definitely not the first time I've heard that from friends and colleagues, just that, that exasperation, that slumping down just going i'm done with this nonsense now i'm so over it so i've been talking to him about everything about the vaccines and about this you know um trying to give him some of that information because obviously when he's in the state he's in now and he's so disillusioned with it all and he's kind of you know he's probably looking for the, the the narrative the veil is falling away and there's going to be this gaping space of just emptiness where you think i you know, this cannot be all there is, but I don't know what else there is if it's not this. You know, am I going insane? Um, and it, it just seemed a good idea to have those, those you know, good long conversations. So we've been talking about it. And uh, he was saying, well, do you know what? What about all these 
what about all these deaths in India? You know, if, if it isn't real, if it isn't as bad as what they say is, what, why are so many deaths in India? And there's been, so, you know, understanding that there may be something going on out there, understand that there could be a spike of something going on over there. There's been so much, frankly, nonsense and almost comical images pouring out of India where... Do you know what? People earlier, apparently there were all these these bodies in bin bags because they don't have anything to wrap them in because they're so... So we're talking adults, you know, grown men wrapped in bin bags, grown women wrapped in bin bags. And I watched a video earlier where one person went and picked these bin bags up of people in one arm. You know what I mean? So they're wrapped in a, in a, in a plastic bin liner and they picked these people up in a bin liner. I can't even carry my shopping to the front door without the handles starting to go. You know, the pre-made handles on those shopping carriers which are designed to carry shopping, let alone wrapping someone in a bin bag and then grabbing the bin bag and then deadlifting with one arm an entire body weight of someone and then just carrying them away. Do you know what I mean? I, I can't see it. I really, really can't see it somehow. So, And some of these people had an entire body... In each hand. Oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. Now, So they, they called the strongest men in the world. They did. They did, a, yeah. Do you know yeah. what? I, I've gone, like so many people, I've gone back to the gym this week, you know, and I'm starting to, to, to gradually try and push back into those weights that we were, you know, the weights you try and aspire to before you're going to, you know, and I'm picking up these, these 30, 40 and 50 kilogram dumbbells which is significantly lighter than your average person. You know, I don't know what your average woman weighs, but I'd say anywhere between 75, maybe 80 kilograms, somewhere possibly around there, where your, your average man definitely weighs about 90, 95 kilograms. You couldn't lift these, you couldn't lift that in one arm. Unless you're doing some serious training, you know, you're a power lifter. You couldn't be lifting 200, you know, 225 pounds, 250 pounds per arm. And walking very, very comfortably as well. No no struggle there. No anything. No bracing the shoulders. None of that deadlift, you know, build up where you brace the knees and straighten it. None of that. Just literally picking it up as though it's just a, a dummy or a pile of carrier bags or whatever it is. Not seeing any of that. That's very, very strong, like bags. They must be, like, yeah. extremely yeah, strong. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Extremely. Like, the strongest black bags that's ever been made. I mean, maybe there hasn't been enough coverage on the fact that maybe Indians are just extremely powerful. I mean, they're powerful people, you know, who can lift hundreds and hundreds of pounds per arm. And not only are the Indian people strong, but their, you know, their carrier bags are strong and, and they're, generally their manufacturing processes are strong, you know. Maybe that's uh, something that we've just missed it's, it's one of those things where, you know, all our power lifters now are going to go out there and train in India for six months so they can, you know, they can come back and rip the phone books in half and all this kind of stuff. But honestly, some of the images that are circulating are so blatantly, lazily false, so shoddy. It's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It really, really is. Um but anyway, as I said, back to my friend, he said, well, look, if if there is, if COVID isn't that bad, why are so many dying from India? 
Um, and this is from the Times Group, uh, a news publication which is stationed in India. So not the BBC, not the Western media commenting on it. <laughs> There's been many people on Twitter as well who are coming out and say, I live in India. Trust me, like people over here, the news is more concerned with the cricket than they are about this COVID wave that's apparently happening. Seems like, the, the you know, this COVID wave is only getting over to the Western British media, but it's not, it's barely anything over here. Um, that's odd. Very odd, isn't it? Very, very, very odd. It's almost as though, you know, I the last big variant we've heard of, the one that we're told is going to be responsible for the third wave, the killer, is the Indian variant. And now there's all this coverage of this variant in India that's just destroying people, you know. All this footage that definitely wasn't a gas leak from, you know, 12 months ago being used, as a, it, it wasn't that, it was, it was, it was the Indian variant. The Indian variant, Chris. Well, um, well, I think folks abroad are talking about the British variant. <laughs> it's a British variant. It's, it's too lazy to do anything. It just moans. That's all it does. We're no threat. But anyway, this from the Times Group in India: seventy-five percent of adverse deaths in India are within three days of the jab. So they're going, oh, and, and we, me, you know, Chris has mentioned this in previous episodes, as, as have I. Um, who was that? Um, the African Prime Minister, who of oh, Tanzania, of Tanzania, yeah, who come out and 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 said on social media, and he put the pictures up of the vaccine vials and the the treatments they're using to do to fight COVID uh, in those countries, and it said, um, "Do not use in UK and US specifically," and he was saying, "You are pushing these dangerous." drugs on our country but you wouldn't you're they're illegal in your country you know you're not even allowed to take them but we're meant to take them and be fine and i imagine that the vaccines that they're getting in india are completely different to the vaccines that we're getting you know we're getting many many adverse events of ours but we're seeing a wave of people dying in india now and we're also seeing a wave of people getting vaccinated and as, again as far as this publication says up to 75 percent of those deaths in india are within three days of a jab, so maybe what we're seeing again is a, a is a mass adverse event, and we know we know Bill Gates loves India, loves it. I mean, he loves it so much that last time he went there, he managed to to, to spread polio to some forty thousand and paralyze and neurologically damage many many Indian women with his vaccine. Loves it, He's, absolute criminal. He is. He is, and the, again, the idea that uh, that there there is a different drug. But how would you, again? How would you know? How would you know? How would you know there was even anything going on in India right now if the BBC and Sky News didn't tell you about it? And when they're telling the story, they get to 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 pick the story. And there are conglomerates and groups within India that are coming together and saying, "Look, these are not COVID deaths. This is something else." But that's not the news that's going to reach you. And obviously, they they chuck a, a as I said, they chuck the video of the you know the daughter doing chest compressions on her mother that's collapsed, and you go, oh Christ, it's awful over there, isn't it? They're just you know mass, mass, mass deaths over there. But we know there's a structure. We know there is a uh, an organised attack on India, and has been for we we mentioned with Greta Thunberg. 
so many episodes ago with uh, her her pack that got leaked on how to completely destabilize India as a country, to destabilize the government, to inspire an uprising. Um, now we've got this 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 leak. There is a, a coordinated effort, um, and we have obviously uh, sort of pondered publicly before if it's not India's stance against China and Chinese data mining uh, and invasion, eventually pushing back against the Chinese social credit system they look to instill. And if that's not what's making them a target. Um, Or perhaps they are going to be part of these new useless nations. Um, So, again, worth... uh, It's another... Another mention of it. Favorite documentary has got to be the, the 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 new normal by the Happen Network. In that, the um, the I, I need to find his name for reference, and I watched it again the other day, so I should remember it. But he's written a book on uh, technological advances after COVID nineteen, and he said that there is going to be a global useless class down to AI and automize uh, automation. Uh, and this user's class are not going to be, they're not going to be able to be retrained because they're not going to have the ability to do it. Um, and they're effectively just going to live on this universal basic income of which we're all heading towards. And he said, but what do you think happens to these countries and mentioned India in there when you can make a car in California using machines, using robots, using automation, cheaper than you can make a car in China, or you can make components in China and India. You can do it because you don't have a labour. You know, you're not even paying the most meagre, um, soul-destroying penance that they're given for their work. It's all done by machines. And he said these these countries, if they want to exist, will have to become data colonies. They'll literally just become giant servers essentially to to manage the the storage and the processing of all the data that's all that is going to be their only benefit to just be land spaces of that and nothing else and again that doesn't involve millions and millions of people to to upkeep and monitor and all that kind of stuff it really really doesn't so it's um yeah we know there's a coordinated attack on india and i'm very very sure that that's going to be something that we're going to see so much of going forwards but we know that there has been that coordinated push to depopulate India. We know there has, even historically there has been. Uh, it's, it's crazy. It's, um, it's amazing that, you know, these things that were happening so such a, such a long time, for such a long time, as you're saying, um, the depopulation, um, we know about uh, the one rule, child in china years ago um which i think well, they brought to an end um and then obviously you've got um billy billy bob gates um pie face gates pie face openly talking about depopulating the world prince philip wanting to come back as a virus reincarnated mm. Um, to kill off the the population, and then we all obviously know about um, the global reset. Um, yep, build back better. Is build it? They're they're trying to better, trying to rephrase it. Aren't they making it sound sound sound? Uh, but do you know what? They're not even um, they're not even sa- they're not even savvy about it. They're literally 
Joe Biden did a speech where he said, we, we need to build back better. We're not going to build back the same. We're going to build back into a future where uh, machines and AI and uh, essentially transhumanism is going to happen. And we cannot anymore put the brakes on automization and globalization. Um, these things have to happen and they will happen now. So don't think it's going to go back because it can't. You know, that's why we build, we're building back better than it was before. We're not going to build back the same. They're not even holding it back. They want there to be no shadow of a doubt what their game is. They don't want to be vague about it. Almost like they don't want to give you that hope and instill that kind of, um, I don't know, that resilience to change. So you go, oh, hang on, you didn't say it was going to be like this. You didn't tell me I was going to lose my job. You know, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't sell this future dream, this utopia, and then it's changed. They are selling exactly what they want to happen. They're not going to. They're not leaving you in any doubt. So if you accept it, it's down to you. You know, they told you it was coming. They warned you. You are going to lose pretty much all of your livelihood you know you're going to own nothing and be happier than ever oh it still makes me sick the advert own nothing and be happy you're doing you're not doing it for you you're, you're doing it for others isn't it funny though it's it's you will own nothing and be happy well why are you not trying to own everything then why do you get everything why do you get all the houses why do you get all the land why do you get four mansions when you're meant to be the you know the head of a a, a a a calling that is all about reparations of black slavery? You know why do you get to indulge in all this when uh, your your people are suffering? You know why do you have everything, but we're allowed nothing? I thought having nothing makes you happy. Only renting stuff makes you happy. All all the billionaires got richer during the. Yeah, I, I read the China made. The, the, uh, slightly arbitrary number. I know it's very close to this, or it might actually be spot on. I think they said 291 new billionaires were made in China during this pandemic. Wow. And I imagine it's. Uh, I wonder how many. It's, it's it's like a it's like a scale, isn't it? Really, they didn't. They didn't really become. You know, they didn't really become billionaires. They just took the wealth of tens or hundreds of millions of regular people who are now plunged into just abstract poverty while these people have billions of pounds that they can never hope and want more. It's not, a have, it's not enough to have a lot of money. It's not enough to have enough money that you don't have to work, that your family never has to work, that their children never have to work, that, that you will get, you've basically, a billion, you know, billionaire, you've guaranteed your your lineage is wealth for pretty much as long as you can foresee. But you have to have more. You have to have all the money. It can't just be most of the money. It has to be all the money. <laughs> At what point does it become redundant? That's this, you know, it's an honest question. Where Once you've bought yourself a plane and you've bought yourself a big house and you've bought yourself lots of land and you know, you've got yourself a, a, a golden horse with rhinestones built into its hooves, where, what, when does it stop? When does it, you know, what, what more can you physically want than that? It's always, always alienates me that. It was always a, so I just don't understand these people. And as we mentioned, um, India is, is, is aware, as are a lot of people who do the reading into this, that China is the big test bed. I said the other day when I saw Nathan, I did, sorry, I didn't see Nathan, 
I spoke to Nathan on the phone and I definitely didn't come into close contact and give him a good, strong, brotherly hug that lasted more than five seconds. That didn't happen. Um, that the people that they are letting out of this early are already the people that are, that are accustomed to servitude. You know, the, the, the Chinese, the Japanese that are quite... They're already accustomed to it. They're already used to following orders. They are on this social credit system. They're already there. And it seems that only by allowing yourself to be a slave, by acknowledging and accepting your fate as a slave, do we finally get to come out of this. And that's what people don't realise. There's only really two ways out of this. Either we dig our feet in for the war, and we say it's not happening, and we get ready for a fight, and there could be a fight, and again, numbers, we will win. And we say it's not happening, and we stop it from happening. We just say no, or we all become slaves. And then it stops because we've got handcuffs on, you know. We have a chance to, to break out of the prison right now. We have a, a chance to tear it down and destroy the institution, you know. You think hundreds of millions, billions of people worldwide, completely innocent people that are not sick, that are not infected, that are normal people are now being told you cannot see, well, now being told, have been made. You cannot see your family. You cannot see your friends. You cannot leave your house for your hour of recreation time unless it's for exercise only like an inmate. We don't see how close to prisoners we already are, how this is conditioning us to just accept servitude. And, and it, that's, that's the, the, the common kickback to that is, why don't you just wear a mask? It isn't that hard to wear a mask. You know, anyone can go in a supermarket and wear a mask for two or three minutes while they get their shopping. Anyone can do that. It's not that stop making such a big deal about it. And you go, well, no. I'm not going to do it. Anyone could put on an orange jumpsuit, you know. Anyone can can go in a cell. It's only one day. It's only one year. You know, you're going to live, you know, maybe 80 of them. You're not going to live 99 of them like Prince Philip on the 99th day of the, you know, but at 99 years old. But, you, you, you know, you're going to live 80 years. How selfish are you to not give up one of them? No. No, I'm not giving a, I'm not giving an inch because you don't, give this government you don't give governments anything do you want to talk about the tests and the masks i do actually actually one i'll, I'll round off my my section with that my my diatribe with this headline here and again uh solidarity with india and and knowing who the enemy is, and in in a uh, in, in notion again that only the slaves get to be free for the time being, but they're not free. Um, Xi Jinping, China's uh, what is he? A emperor, ruler, overlord, tyrannical head demon. Uh, Xi warns against economic decoupling and calls for a new world order. Who the thought? A eh? on stage saying that. If we do not come together as a new world order, as a one world government, that we will have complete economic collapse. You can, uh, do you know what? I, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right, G. 
And you know what? If you're listening to this, you do look like Winnie the Pooh as well. So, uh, you know, you, you come at me. Come at me, bro. I'm ready for it, you know. Winnie Ping. Anyway, for those of you who don't get it, have a little look at how uh, he, he banned the movie Winnie the Pooh in the country. Made it illegal because people said that he looked a little bit like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Lovable bear, but yeah, there you go. But yes, yes, let's dedicate just a just a, a so, what, so what happens if someone's just secretly watching it what they bust down the house they put a black bag over your head they smash the honey pot they take piglet away I, there's literally there's probably somewhere there's video footage of piglet on the ground and uh you know chinese communist forces got their knee in Pooh's neck eeyore's getting the absolute kicked out of him <laughs> the but the collective animals of farthing wood just getting decimated i never knew communism would get this far you know i did i really didn't see that the the truncheon would end at, you know at winnie pooh's little head what a world we live in but you it's do crazy you do look like him see i know you're listening I know you are. I know you You tune in every week and you, you hate us. you got all these bloody Westerners that I can't wait to get them. We're, we're here. And um, do you know what? Tell me where you live. Just give me a postcode because I've got a red jumper with your name on it. It's, it's coming at you, bro. But yes, let's, let's leave Winnie Pooh for a second and uh, head on to... What's very much been a started as an experiment um, between our little group, um, and has turned out to be something quite. Do you know what? It's been shocking, even, even from our side of things. So, let me let me let me kind of lay the foundation for this. So, there have been sort of many many mentions across social media of strange some would say fibers but uh, they seem to be more akin to worms showing up on the masks and there was a couple youtube videos where what people were doing i'll I'll, I'll try and paint you a mental picture so these chaps had a had a mask and on the the ear loops they had basically put two maybe two liter bottles of water and they just put one loop over the other one one loop over the other one and stretched out so the mask was just kind of being suspended in in air and um what they did is they got a a bowl underneath and they filled it with boiling water and they just left it under this mask and then they zoomed in on the mask and in the fibers of the mask all these black fibrous kind of worms started appearing out of nowhere and i thought you know what that's something that that could quite easily be tested and i honestly if i'm going to be completely honest i didn't expect it to work because i thought do you know we know we have misinfo agents and we know we have controlled opposition that work and they weave these things in and out of truth movements to kind of undermine it and it just seemed too incredible it seemed too incredible to be the case so anyway as i said partner works at hospital i said you need to get me some surgical sterile masks so she got a pack of 
sterile mask straight from the hospital. They came, the, the nurses and the surgeons were brought them home. I um, spread it out over the water and I got my um, got my phone out, put the, the macro mode on, which allows you to go within about a centimetre and, and keep all the detail. You can see all the fibres in the in the cloth, almost like a kind of like a, a low level microscope. And I went over this and I filmed it as I was doing it. And I went over all the, the mask and there was nothing there at all. It was just clear, clean, white, nothing. And I put the, the, the bowl of steam under there and I waited maybe 30 seconds and I thought, well, this, even then I was thinking, oh, this, nothing's going to happen here. Because it, it wouldn't, would it? It, it, would, it would happen to other people and it, you know, it wouldn't happen to me and there would be some reason why it happened in their one and not happened in mine. And, you know. But lo and behold, there they were, just sprouting their way up from the mast. These black fibrous worms just pushing their way up through the mask running away from the steam, the heat of the steam, to the other side of the mask. And again, I had checked both sides of this mask before, and I've done this three times now, and it's been the same every time. And the second time I thought, well, what if you miss something? I know you checked over vigorously, and I know you got on film that you filmed over it. But what if you miss something? And I went over these masks and turned them upside down, inside out, everything. Nothing in them until you put the heat underneath them, until you put the steam underneath them, then all of these worms push out. And again, it's only these worms. There's no other fibres. There's no other coloured fibres. There's no white strands in the mask. There's no blue. There's no anything. It's just these black worms coming up. So I uh, I let Nathan know um, what I had found. And uh, sure enough, Nathan got hold of some surgical masks. So Nathan's... Um, partner works in a in a health based clinical frontline service as well. Got him some surgical masks. Um, he's bought himself a decent microscope, um, and he filmed his again his very first experience as well. Even after I sent him over my experience, I think he was the same as me. He was expecting this not to work, honestly, because it is that level of incredible. Um, repeated the experiment, put the steam underneath, and there they were, the worms again, and. Now what we have is a, a, a dozen very highly detailed video clips of these black worms moving essentially from one side of the mask to the other side of the mask. So this is kind of, there are some debunking articles online that are saying, oh, no, the black fibres in your mask are not worms, they're not parasites, they're just textile fibres, they're just harmless textile fibres. And we thought, well, okay, well, textile fibres don't really move. And they go, well, they, they could move. What it is, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's your breath on it, or it's, it's moisture. Okay. So what we did is we... Or I, I won't say we. I'm gonna. This is all Nathan. I'm gonna credit all the 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 constant experimentation onto Nathan now because he's done some actually genuinely fantastic work with it all. Really, really good work. And I think as as far as we can tell, he's only really just kind of getting started on it. Um. So Nathan took hairs under the microscope. Took dog hair. Took polyester. Took cotton. Took nylon. Took fabrics. Uh, eyelashes, took 
every number of different material, household materials, fibres, under the microscope. And they weren't moving. And if you put heat near them, if you put the steam under them, they didn't move. There was nothing there. And um, tried blowing them because some people said, oh, it's just you breathing on them. It's you breathing on them that's making them move. Was breathing on them, not moving, not moving at all. And sent all of these videos across to us. Anyway, so these are the worms that are in the mask. He zoomed right, right in on them. Zoomed in on the hair, zoomed in on the polyester, zoomed in on the cotton. You know, a thousand times magnification to try and see. And when you zoom in on the cotton, you can obviously see it's a a structure. Uh, You can see like a weave. You can see the fibrous plant-based material. When you zoom in on the polyester, same same kind of thing. What you'd expect to see if you zoomed in on a thread, you know, a textile fibre. When he zoomed in on the worms, however, they were cellular. So you can see the cellular nature. You can see the cells. You can see the coloured individual cells in these animals. And they are, again continuously moving, continuously writhing, inexplicably, completely inexplicably, when there is no current, there's no air. So Nathan was taking these individual worms, taking them, plucking them off the masks. Even in the tweezers, they were writhing, rigging around, putting them on a a, a glass slide to put under the microscope, still moving, still writhing. And this is something that could not be recreated in any other textile. And he must have tested about six or seven different textile fibres in the end and could not make them move, could not make them do anything like what this thing was doing. Anyway, there is... um, Let me kind of give you an idea of of maybe where we're going with this or what um, what could have been. So... In, in as early back as maybe the, the 70s and the 80s, there have been reports from individuals that have said they've had this constant itching in their body, this incessant scratching. And what they said is they erupt in these sores, these open sores, and out of these sores crawl these kind of parasites, these thread-like parasites. And... These people were in such disaware and such such pain that they were going to laboratories and going to sort of doctors and being like, "Look, I am having threads, black threads grow out of my skin. They're not hair, and they're absolutely agonising. They're making me itch all over. They're coming out of my out of my neck, out of my head, out of my arms, my feet, my hands. They're coming out of everywhere. Anyway, these fibres were plucked out of these people." And all the clinicians noted as well that these are things that are erupting out of your body. They're not pushing in, they're erupting out. So they haven't, these people haven't made the wounds. And then for some strange reason, although this is an argument, they put the fibres in their own wounds. And these fibres were sent away to independent labs to verify. And they have been sent to criminology labs where they literally keep samples of tens of thousands of different things. You know, for CSI, so if, you're, if you've got a body with a wound in it, they can take the tiny microscopic fragments and say, this is paint, this is a textile, this is a type of metal, this is wood, this is this, is a, 
you know, CSI stuff. And they said, this is no fiber, no textile, no material we have ever, ever seen before. We have no idea what this is. And this was happening in such great numbers that the CDC, America's Center for Disease Control, got involved. And they started investigating themselves. And despite all the labs and the criminal lads that do this for a living and could not identify these fibres cross-examined against tens of thousands of other similar objects, the CDCs have come out and nope, these are, these are just everyday textile fibres from people's clothes. So these people are having uh, open sores and the fibres of their clothes are just getting in these sores and uh, that's all they are. And these people are going, uh, and some people say, well, that's not what's happening. These are growing out of my skin. These are growing out of my skin. But the CDC said, no, they're not growing out of your skin. You're clearly, you're clearly suffering from a mental illness when you think this. And just because obviously I'm painting this picture for you, but you can't really see it. And finding videos on this is so, so hard, so hard. So we found a video um, from years ago from, the, from Inside Edition. Um, and if you go onto YouTube and type this in verbatim, why this disease causes strange fibres to grow from skin. If you type that in, you'll see there's sufferers meeting on a, on a news channel um, the fibres are being plucked out of their body. So there is a literal section where they're pulling the fibres out of this person's neck and they pull a literal skin plug. Where this thing was woven into this person's skin so deeply, they pull a whole plug of his skin out with it. And then you have the, the, the crime scene investigators, the scientists on site saying, these are not fibres, these are not any... We do not know what these are. And these uh, these people were saying that, uh, that, that the same kind of that you'll see in that that video, and again, it's worth a watch. But what they did was they did loads of experiments on these fibers as well, and they tried to burn them because any textile fiber, um, any material really, any any anything, you can burn it and it will burn. You know, you can burn wood, it will burn. You can burn metal, it will singe. It will burn. It will blacken. And obviously, if you burn cotton, you burn polyester, you burn nylon, you burn hair, you burn any number of things, they will burn. There's no, there's, there's nothing to that. And the people who examine this took these fibers and tried to burn them, and they would not burn. And the person in the interview said, "Do have you ever had any experience ever?" of a fibre that does not burn, of a material that does not burn under naked flame. And the person said, no. So what did we say? When Nathan started finding these worms, we realised they had a cellular structure. We realised they were organic. They weren't fibres. They weren't material. They were living creatures. And again, the notion that they were moving, that they were wriggling, that you could take them away from all the water, all the moisture, all the air put them under a microscope, under a glass slide, and they were still moving, still wriggling. I said, Nath, you've got to burn these. You've got to burn these things because if they burn, we know that we're missing something here. Because if this is a textile fibre, if this is some 
if this is an organic parasite coming from the Mars, you know, say for some reason there were these micro worms in perfectly sterile masks and they only were visible when you started putting heat on one side of the mask as though you were putting the mask on and breathing into it. Warm, wet air. If these were just some unexplained parasites, they will still burn. These are still effectively an insect and you can burn you can burn parasites, you can burn and disintegrate bacteria, which is obviously why they tell you to cook your food because it kills bacteria. And that, that's a visible action. So he picked these things up in a tweezer and he held them to a naked flame for up to 10 seconds and they did not burn. And these fibres are, these fibres are tiny. So they're like, they are like an eyelash. That would be one of the ways to describe them. They're probably a little bit thinner than an eyelash, but they are generally longer. They they wriggle, they move, they roll on themselves. They, they have a lot, they have, they are animated. And he burnt these things and they did not burn. They would not burn. And afterwards he took them after burning them, after leaving them under a naked flame for 10 seconds, put them back under the microscope and they are still alive. They're still moving. They're still writhing around. They're still alive. And these are in the masks and we have since found videos that are now circulating a line where these worms are found when you pull apart a COVID test, the nasal test that goes up your nose, the typical PCR test, when you pull them apart, they are in the test as well. The same black worms, the same fibres moving the same way. And people are literally bringing their finger towards these worms and they will move and latch onto the finger. And in this video, they put one of these tests, one of these COVID tests, they basically pulled the fibres, put the, the swab near a pig's brain, and these fibres all moved to the pig's brain as though it was a magnet. And they left it there for a couple of seconds. And when they pulled it away, they had to pull the, the, the swab away and the fibres had burrowed themselves, not onto, but inside the pig's brain. And you pulled them out and there was this clear distinction when one part of the fibre, and we're talking two or three inches of fibre, went into this pig's brain and was red, where the rest of it that didn't was white. And I very much encourage you, if you're not believing anything you're hearing, to get a surgical mask, uh, any of the blue masks, or indeed probably any cloth mask you can buy in your local store. Again, get them over a, a bowl of steam, some kind of heat, something that activates them. And again, it seems to be moisture and it seems to be warmth. But Nathan has also said they come out, if you, if you put the mask in cold water as well, they swim out of the mask and float on the surface, still moving. But steam seems to be a good, quick way to get them out because they literally run away from the heat. They run away from the steam or they run towards it. So they're running running towards, again, your mouth, breathing on that mask and test it for yourself. Because, again, I didn't believe it. I thought this was some internet hoax. And Nathan did as well, which is why he had to do exactly the same thing because he couldn't believe it. Even when I sent him my video five minutes long showing the worms and saying oh my god like look at what's happening showing me opening the sterile pack of masks showing me show you the mask on camera first for you know a good minute looking over every part of the mask he still had to try it himself because he couldn't believe it 
absolutely incredible. And I think by next time we have a podcast, we're going to have many more experiments that we are going to be able to share with you about what these things are and what we've done and what we found out about them. Um, that video will give you, that I mentioned, will give you an insight into what these are, what the nature of them are. But governments have, governments have experimented with uh, genetically modified mosquitoes, genetically modified ticks that spread Lyme disease. And this could be a time where we are seeing genetically modified microparasites now that are being used for all kinds of nefarious purposes. And I'll leave you with this as well. The people who have known about this for several decades and have done a lot of research into this, and Nathan has some, some journals on this that are extremely hard to find online. You couldn't find them if you look for them. They're that rare. They're that hard to find. Where the people who have looked into this have said that they have noticed in their own laboratory tests, tests that we are repeating right now and coming to the exact same results that they did, that these worms go absolutely insane when they are exposed to a higher electric frequency in the air. They burrow, they writhe, they almost attack when they are exposed to a frequency that goes up above a certain millihertz in the air. Now bear this in mind that all these things are in the masks and a certain infrastructure has been, been knocked up for the past year and a half incessantly, constantly and for almost the entire country has yet to be switched on. Anyway, we'll come back to that. But check out the video if you can. Watch what you're, watch, have a look for it yourself. Look into it yourself. And again, we're going to run the experience, but I do encourage you to run it yourself. But we will do some more this week and we'll come back. We're going to find out what these things are. We already know what they aren't. We know they're not fibers. You know, we know they're not harmless organic material. We know they are alive. And we're going to get closer to finding what they are. And when we do, we're going to bring you them. And we hopefully, when we get these, we're going to roll all these clips we're making now, burning them, you know, showing them alive, showing them moving. We're going to roll into a compendium. And uh, when we've got that available, I've got a YouTube channel where we put some of the uh, ideas of Bulletproof podcast stuff on. When we get that available, I will put them into a compendium. I will put them on that YouTube channel and I will give you the link on the podcast. And you guys can go and see it for yourselves. But in the meantime, if you can't wait for that, get yourself a mask, get yourself a, some hot water and find out what's going on. Anyway, on a sour note perhaps, but there you go. Um, as always, it's been a, a great pleasure talking to you. Um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sticking with us. As I mentioned earlier, we have gone to the top search in uh, Ideas of Bulletproof uh, for on Spotify and Apple Music, which is an, uh, is an accomplishment that we owe it to you for listening and sticking with us. Um, and we're going to keep bringing you what we're bringing you. We're going to keep giving you that good stuff and just keep tuning in. And uh, we, we're fighting this together. Every single episode, all of us are fighting this together and we're going to keep pushing back against this. It's, it's not going to stand in our way. Definitely. I just want to end by saying, um, on those masks or on the swabs, they're meant to be sterilised so those parasites shouldn't even be on there. Evil, nasty people. Peace out. I'm gone. Nasty people. Nasty people. Take care of yourselves, everyone. Until next week. <laughs>